Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Another week of N4G Radio. I try to sound like Ken when I do it, but I don't exactly sound like him. <laughs> As you can tell, Ken is not on the show. Uh, I'm going to be your host for uh, this week. Uh, this is episode number 270 for, um, I guess, December 2nd or December 3rd, whichever, whenever you listen to this, December 3rd, 2012. And um, today I have with me. Our good friend from across the pond, John. Hello. That's Cam- a bit odd. I'm I'm not on normally. That's that's just put me out of whack. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's just, that's just weird. It doesn't feel right. No. <laughs> Welcome to New Phoenix Down. But um. <laughs> oh fuck off! I'm never on that. I, I mean, I, I if we can find a game and if we can, I'm, I'm going to try and get everybody on the show. It's just you know the schedules are all crazy and stuff. But uh, eventually we will have everybody that works for ZTGD on Phoenix Down. I guarantee it. So, but I also have with me uh, Gamus Khan. Greetings, programs. And we have uh, Dave Pearly. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, this afternoon, sure. Cool. And uh, Ryan Wombat will be joining us a little bit later on. But um, I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into it with uh, fondling and as with tradition. Jason, what have you been fondling this week? Uh, let's see here. Um, well, this past week I reviewed a couple games for the uh, for the Wii U. Um, I reviewed uh, Warriors Orochi Three, which um. I didn't really give that that good of a review for. Uh, it was kind of a good review, but um, tell you the truth, it's one of those games that uh, it's more fun than it is good. Okay. Yeah. I know what you mean by that. Yeah. So I I, pl- I played that this week, and the game that probably got hands down the most attention this week was um, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, uh, which is the other game that I reviewed this week as well. And um, I I gave it a pretty, pretty good score on the website. This is the Wii U version, correct? Yes, this okay. is the Wii U version. Um, it's actually the best version of it, um, it has a couple of extra modes. Of course, it has the uh, the, 
the Nintendo costumes for each fighter in the game. Um, I actually got around to playing some online matches through the Wii U. Okay. And the matches that I got to play were actually pretty smooth, smooth as bro- smooth as butter, actually. Well, you'd think they're probably smooth, since there's only about 15 people on the phone. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> you, knew, uh, you knew it was coming. You yeah. knew, yeah, yeah, I did, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> okay. I mean, that's, that's actually not too far from the truth. I mean, uh... Probably the only negative that I even mentioned in my whole review was the fact that the online was kind of a ghost ghost town. And uh, granted, this was also when the Wii U was only available in um, like North America. So uh, we got some some UK some some uh, Euro- European. Um, Customers, well, what did I say customers for? That doesn't even make any sense. Some uh, UK fans um, of the Wii U, so there's going to be there's going to be more people on a uh, tech and tag now, and I'm also really interested how the uh, how the the community will grow when uh, when Japan gets gets their Wii U's, which I'm. I'm really looking forward to uh, chatting up with uh, DJ Mizuhara, host of the Red Sun Gamer Show, seeing what so, he thinks of the Wii U. Don't don't they have theirs? I thought that came out there first. No. Oh wow, that's a this is strange. Yes, J- Japan is the last country <laughs> to get a Nintendo system. Well, that just seems odd in the fact that. Um, there was obviously a little bit of scepticism in regards to the launch uh, and the device itself. And you would think that the one area that's going to get behind it regardless is Japan. So why not release it there first so that maybe that would help I- increase hype? I just, I don't know. Maybe there was logistics involved. Yeah, it, it, it is so bizarre, especially considering that they're going to be coming out of the gate with a new uh, Monster Hunter game uh, for the Wii U. And, I mean, the thing is with Japan, whoever whoever controls Monster Hunter pretty much controls the Japanese gaming scene, essentially. Um, so it's, it's so weird that it's like, it's, it's, the, it's the last country to get the Wii U. Um, there are rumors, so I'm just going to say rumor, rumor. Um, that uh, U.S. and Europe are pretty much more or less glorified beta testing <laughs> for the uh, for the Japanese launch. So, but uh, yeah, the thing is with the Wii U, I'm loving it. I really, I really enjoy um, uh, basically powering up the system and. Not even turning on my television, I will just sit there in my recliner, just looking at the screen. And it's, it's weird too because even in games like Tekken and all that, which you know take advantage of, you know where you could look at the television or you could look at the gamepad 
I'm I'm drawn to the gamepad. It's it's kind of weird. It's almost like the it, it's almost like the gamepad isn't the primary. It isn't the secondary screen, but it's it almost feels like it's the primary screen in the. the but do you TV. think that comes that comes from the fact that we've kind of all acclimatized now to devices like the iPhone, the iPad, tablets that we play games on now? Maybe that. Oh, Maybe I, that's kind of it, just sort of ingrained into us now, especially someone like yourself who does spend a lot of time on um, games that are made for, for iDevices and stuff like that. Maybe that that's kind of just natural for you now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head with that. We, we've been conditioned um, through our phones and our tablets um, – you know, to look down at a, at gadgets and devices all the time, it's really uh, it's really bizarre. It's just, you know, I, I look down at the gamepad and it's like, I know that the screen quality on my television is better because it's you know full high definition, um, but something about the screen on the Wii U is just. I don't know. The colors might seem slightly more vibrant, or it's probably me being conditioned by my iPhone to be, you know, comfort, like a comfort zone of, oh, I'm, I got this, you know, this, this nice warm screen, you know, in my hands, kind of, kind of manipulating the, uh, the interwebs, if you will. It's kind of this, it's this new dilemma that's kind of only creeped up in society over the past few years. And I think it's kind of amazing and kind of scary at the same time, like how different um, society can become in just over a couple year period due to uh, new technological advances. Um, <laughs> ironically, I think that there's going to be a lot more chiropractor uh, like dangers and like, you know, back alignments and stuff like that due to, <laughs> due to uh, our cell phones and our tablets. And now the Wii U is going to cont- contribute to that as well. We're all going to be like, you know, lazy. Yes. Super lazy. <laughs> and we're going to have to see like chiropractors, like, all the time when we get into our like forties and fifties and they're going to be like, what have you been doing? And they'll be like, uh, I got an iPhone and they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Get in the other line. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, holy cow. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how the whole, you know, the whole dynamic is. But, um, the other big thing about the Wii U that I'm, I'm always okay. There's this, there's this new. Uh, I can't even. I, I don't even remember the name of it. But the, some uh, doctors were trying to get this uh, actually like class like classification and diagnosed as some kind of new uh, a new disorder, new mental disorder. It has to do with um, social networking. Where um, where you act, where where the the victim or whoever 
would be uh, diagnosed with this disorder, you know, they feel a constant need to go online, to go to their social network um, for the fear of being uh, left behind in like social information. And I feel that way. I feel that way for Twitter. I feel that way for Facebook um, which is, you know, the two main social network, you know, um, also have to go to a couple websites every day that, you know, have either video game information or movie, movie news. So I, I kind of feel that I, if, if, you know, if this technological term was actually, you know, made into light, you know, was actually, you know, scientifically sound and not just, you know, on the drawing board, I would probably say, yes, I should be diagnosed with this, this mental disorder, but I guess a lot of people are. So, um, but, but I, I will say this, I feel the same applies for Wii U with Wii U. I feel like I, I want, I want, I want to turn the system on just to see what everybody's doing. You know, and, and, and to see what everybody's posting on the uh, community boards that there's a community board for each game that's on Wii U. And, and what's messed up is that if I want to know about a game, I would go to the community board where people are more likely actually playing the game and are owners of the game and are discussing strategies and stuff. And it's, it's so addicting. It's kind of like, it's kind of like with 3DS, the main, the main, like, how, how, how Nintendo advertised the, 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 the main feature for 3DS to be the games are in 3D, but once I got the system, the main draw for me actually turned into the street street pass feature where you pass other players out out in the wild and you exchange me information and and also uh gaming information as well um with wii u uh the secondary screen um is actually kind of going in the back of my head it's kind of it's kind of like you know, the first few times playing it, it was magical having that second screen. Now, it because I've I've been playing with this new system so much, I feel that if I pat when I power up my PS3 or my Xbox, I feel like I feel like half the screen is gone when I play other systems. It's so it's so weird. I'm already I'm already used to having two screens and um, the, the main draw for me now is the Miiverse, which is it's, which is the built in social network. And uh, I think Miiverse, um, the, the further along we get in this system's life, I think it's going to become more and more integral to the actual games themselves. And I mean, what I really like about it um, is that unlike, you know, having Facebook or having Twitter built into a game machine, uh, 
because with with those with, with that, it's like yeah, that's convenient because it's a more of a one stop shop. But also at the same time, it's like you know you're going to be talking to other people who have no no idea about video games or don't care about video games. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like oh, it's kind of nice, but you don't really use it. But with the Meverse, everybody's talking about games, and you go into each community, and everybody's talking about game like one particular game and it's just a great place to talk about you know i mean truthfully i actually picked up zombie u because of a lot of recommendations through the meverse which um i i can see myself in the future picking up more games just based on recommendations from from uh from that social network so that's kind of uh to me that that's the game changer for the Wii U is the is is that the it's not just a built-in social network it's a social network that's intertwined into the gaming itself so that's uh yeah, in a nutshell, that's 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 pretty much what I've been fondling this week. Um, besides the uh, the two games, I've been on Meverse quite quite a bit, and it's just so awesome to see drawings because there's a lot of people on there that do a lot of drawings, and they're they're so talented. There's there's so many talented artists that you can just look look at their pictures, what they've done with this little small six inch screen. So, lots of penises. Uh, actually, I have yet to encounter one. They 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 moderate. That's not what I've heard. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, this is entire, entire life. It's just been one penis encounter after another. Uh, it's like chat roulette all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, other than that, it's uh, my current fondling. Um, I will also be, um, this upcoming week, I will be playing the uh, the new Just Dance 4 and the Your Fitness for Wii U. Those are review games? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just Dance 4 will require Wii remotes, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. That seems to be the case with a lot of Wii game, Wii U games, is that it requires the old hardware. That's, yeah, that's kind of what it was looking like. Which at the same time is, I think, kind of smart from a business standpoint, but at the same time, I really, uh, I mean, I got this nice, big controller with dual analog sticks, all the buttons, triggers. It's just like, I just want to play some gamer games, you know, instead of, like, looking backwards at the Wii. I just want to look forwards with with what I have now. And so, so when these new Wii U games come out and they require like, uh, the, the, the remote I'm just kind of like, uh, 
it seems a bit daft. I can understand them having support for it for backwards compatibility games, but uh, I can't see the point of having a Wii U game but requiring hardware from a generation. It's, it's like, I don't know, it just seems strange. It blows my mind that you can't, if you want to play Super Mario Brothers, you you have to, and play multiplayer, you have to have uh, the, the Wii remotes. Yes. That's yeah, ridiculous. Doesn't that somehow not support the Pro Controller? Yeah, it doesn't support the Pro Controller at all. Yeah, and I would play it with the Pro Controller because I'm not a fan of the D-pads on the remotes because they're really the D-pads are really small. Yeah, like and, those little DS D-pads. Yeah, and I find myself uh, actually making Mario duck when I'm like jumping in mid. Because I'll be pressing a direct on, because me and my wife played Mario and she had the game the game pad and was manipulating the the blocks or while I was playing the game on a on a re- remote and yeah the the D pad just I don't feel like a decision as a really nice D pad which um, thankfully at least the uh, the the Wii U uh, gamepad has a really nice, really awesome D-pad because it, it's significantly larger than the Wiimote's D-pad. So, I mean, preferably, I'd play it single player. Um, if if it's just going to be me, I'll I'll put it to you this way: I would rather play a three-player game of Mario than a two-player game of Mario, and I'd rather play I'd rather play one. Or three players than just two players. Okay. So, so I'll probably just play it single player, straight up, unless we actually have a third player. Because I think once you once you have more than one person playing that the Mario game, it it feels more complete when you have someone else there, you know, jumping around with you. So that's probably the way I'll play it. And by the way, Super Mario, uh, the new Super Mario U game is um, absolutely fantastic. One of the best Mario, one of the best 2D Mario games ever made. I'd probably say easily in the top, probably the top. It's it, it has it's a very reminiscent of Super Mario World. Uh, I heard one podcast calling it the sequel to Mario World. So I'm but isn't it, isn't that getting tired now at this point? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's not the first time I've heard it, but shouldn't they try something more like along the lines of 3D Land? Because I heard 3D Land did a lot of different things that were good. Yeah. Um. I think that um, I think that the next Mario game will definitely you know, not not like Mario Land, but more like a Galaxy type game. Yeah, the 3D Mario's. Yeah, which I think that that once once one of those comes out for the Wii U, we'll we'll really start to see. Like what the system can can do when uh, when a game has been in development for 
a number of years because it takes a few years to make one of those games to, to see a game with a few years behind its belt um, made from ground up on Wii U, which right. I think would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Anything else this week? Uh, no, that's uh, that's about it for me. Okay. All right. Now I guess we'll move on to uh, let's go with John. Crikey, I've got a fair bit to talk about as well. I'll try and keep um, keep it slim. But there is one game that you guys are going to be wanting to hear about because you ain't got it yet. Yep, yep. I want to hear about this actually. Yeah, well, I'll leave that to last. And okay, so I took advantage of the Steam sale. Um, I picked uh, this is old hat stuff. I mean, both Arkham games. Um, going for a song, essentially. Uh, so I picked those up. I played. Uh, started me back through Arkham Asylum, um, and playing it on the PC, which you know I haven't got a proper gaming rig. I've got an adequate gaming rig. Um, I've got a one gigabyte card plenty of RAM and stuff like that, so it plays stuff pretty good. Um, e- even on the settings that I've got Batman on, it looks better than the Xbox version, so it's like, Christ. Um, it's I think it's definitely time next year will be a, a good year for a refresh of consoles, and hopefully they'll make these things look really nice, but um plays really well. Obviously, control, um, control pad support, which is good. Uh, so I picked those both up, played some more Borderlands. We want to talk about that. Finally started playing Halo Reach. Okay. Um, I decided I've, because I want to play them when I've got all of them. Um, so I'm going to do it chronologically. So I've got Halo Reach. Um, also got, um, Anniversary. And by the time I've completed those two, it'll be the end of next year, at which point, the Halo 2 anniversary will be out. Probably for the Xbox 720. Um, maybe not, but we'll see. Um, so I thought, well, then I'll get that, and then I've got Halo 3, and then I'll pick up 4 and, uh, and ODST and stuff like that. So I thought I'd, I'll get into the Halo thing, because it's, you know, the, I'm never going to touch a multiplayer. I'm not some kind of fucking idiot. So I'm not going to go anywhere near that, but I want to play the single player through, get you know, see what that's got to offer. So that was pretty cool. So that, was, that was a shot. <laughs> what was the shot? You're, call, you're calling you're, me an idiot because I play Halo some, multiplayer? Yeah, you're not some kind of idiot, so you're not going to play the multiplayer? The Halo multiplayer is great. No, no, in the fact that um, I would get completely and utterly rinsed. because oh, I have, gotcha. Because you I'm never not played some, it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gotcha. not even going to, you know, I consider myself to be a, um, a long-term player of Call of Duty. And even that becomes unapproachable at some time. So, um, Reach, I'm not even going to dabble into that because I'll probably end up in the corner shaking, crying like a little baby. So I'm just decided. Single player only. It's not because people who play Reach or, or Halo online are idiots. They're not. They're just kids who like to swear at you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I played those. Um, what else have I picked up? Uh, again, taking advantage of some shit going down in Steam. Uh, I did pick up the Humble Bundle, which if no one's done that yet, you've got 10 days to do it, and it's an absolute steal. Um, the THQ Bundle? Absolutely. So for the princely sum of $5.86, which works out in UK money about £3.80-something, I got Company of Heroes, 
and Imposing Front and Tales of Valor. So you got the game and two expansions. You get Darksiders, you get Saints Row and Metro 2033 and Red Faction Armageddon. Now, I already had Red Faction Armageddon. I'm not overly keen on Company of Heroes, but I'll give it a shot. But for even if I'd only got Metro 2033, which is a game I haven't got... For £3.80, odd, that's an absolute bargain. So if you go to HumbleBundle.com, it's still up there for a couple of days. The average is still $5.86. And if you buy, you pay the average amount, you will get the Saints Row included. If you pay under that, you can pay from as little as a dollar if you want, or 50 cents, I guess. But um, if you do the average or higher, you get Saints Row the third um, in the package. If not, it's just the other games. But still, absolute bargain. Um I don't know when I'll touch them. I will want to play Metro 2033 at some point because I've heard good things. But um, at the moment, I've got bigger fish to fry. Um, Bigger fish as in island fish. Oh. I have been playing Far Cry 3. Mm, I want to hear about this. Mm, I bet you do. Now, (coughs) this year has been a bit strange for me. (laughs) I have... I don't know. I whether I'm a poor judge of character or what, I don't know, but there have been games coming out this year that I've had absolutely no interest in. Sleeping Dogs, didn't care about it until I saw it being played about a week before its release. Got it, loved it. Um, another game like that was... What was it? I can't remember now. Borderlands 2. Wasn't overly fussed because the first one I wasn't overly struck on. Turns out to be brilliant. Now, Far Cry and Far Cry 2, or Far Cry, I only play, I didn't play the PC version, I played the 360 version. The Instincts, is it Instincts, Instincts or Predator? I can't remember which one was... No, Instincts was the Wii version, I think. Predator would be the 360 version then. So, I, yeah, I, got, I played... That, that was crap. Um, Far Cry 2, couldn't give a shit about. I don't know what made me pick Far Cry 3 up. Boy, was I surprised. That game is absolutely phenomenal. It's possibly going to be at the top of my game of the year. Wow. It is not only... I mean, you you start the game off and the game just looks great and this is on a uh, you know a six-year-old console at this point it even on the 360 i've heard it looks really good on the pc but even on the 360 it looks phenomenal the lighting is brilliant the it, the lush environments you know they've the water they've got absolutely everything spot on. it just really helps you sink yourself into that environment you know that the whole immersion of the story and the your environment and what you got to do and sort of it just grabs you shakes you around a bit slaps you around the face and sits your backs down so um it's really good so that's the first thing out of that it looks fantastic um the whole idea of the game is uh, if you, nobody kind of knows is that uh, there's a island that you are uh extreme sporting on you your two brothers your girlfriend and a couple of other buddies I've decided to go to this island called Rook Island to do a bit of, uh, you know, parachuting and um, surfing and whatever extreme sports people do. I don't know, extreme ironing. I've got no idea. Um, something goes awry. This, this island is 
essentially run by this uh, group of pirates led by Vass, who is the guy who's been in all the trailers. Um, what's the definition of an insanity and all of that stuff? You know, he's that guy. So you start off, you and your brother are in a cage of being caught um, and captured by these guys. The idea is that they're going to hold you to ransom because you look like you're rich people, so your family will pay out and stuff like that. Things don't go according to plan for him. You get out and um, you get um, kind of... I'm, I'm going to try and... All of this stuff that I'm going to say happens in the first... 10 minutes of the game okay so i'm going to try and keep this as spoiler free as possible um uh, you end up getting chased and falling in uh uh area of water when you're saved by this guy um who's from this village uh he's one of the villagers who kind of you know all of these little camps in the village have been terrorized by this this pirate group and he sees in you something that you don't you, 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 this guy, you don't know how to get your friends back. You know, you're panicky, you're afraid. He sees something in you and says, look, I think you've got it in you. You can not only get your friends back, but help us free the island. So the idea is, is you follow the story. <coughs> Excuse me. You follow the story. In all honesty, I've played the game for about five hours. I've barely touched the story. I've only done two missions. It's, you know, it's the other stuff that I'll go into later that that kind of uh, takes your attention. Um, but the story so far seems pretty good. It's got some nice beats to it. You, the upgrade system's pretty cool, and so is the inventory system. So with the upgrades, uh, as you perform tasks, you earn XP, so you kill bad guys. Luckily, the pirates are um, all red, red T-shirts, so you can spot them. Okay. Which is good because no one else on the island wears a red T-shirt, <laughs> which is that's, really strange. That's, that's nice of them. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, 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 obviously. Um, so, as you kill uh, pirates, as you uh, overtake camps uh, that have been uh, hijacked by the pirates, and you, as you free them up, um, you gain XP as you perform certain tasks. They have these. What I can only uh, uh, sort of liken is to the Assassin Creed um, points. You know, the what do they call them? I should know this. The high ground points. You know, where you like get a, your surroundings. The viewpoints. The sinking viewpoints. Similar to that, but they are essentially communication towers. So you climb up those, not in the same way that Ezio or Connor would, but you go up the the scaffold and the metal and stuff, um, and you. Uh, remove the block or the jammer that uh, Vassar's pirates put on. That then gives you an overview, opens a map out, and the map is absolutely huge. It's, it's I've only opened, like, I've only unlocked three of these viewpoints, and it's still just a little blot on my old map. It's absolutely huge. But you do that, and you unlock points when you do that. And the skill points go into three categories, and each of these three categories have a a kind of um. A theme. So you've got, uh, I think it, I can't remember, there's a shark, spider, and something else. Um, I think it's a shark that gives you, sort of, aim, uh, focuses your attention on healing, um, more health, you know, getting more out of your health uh, syringes. Um, and they've got the shark, which I think is, 
Oh, what is the shark? I think there's some kind of combat moves, and then you've got the other one, which is kind of stealthy moves, and you sink these points in. But what's really cool is that as you sink these points in, you're not sinking skill points in to just some random tree. It's like a tattoo. They call it the tattoo, which is tattoo. And you, they, they, when you wake up from getting rescued by this guy, he's already started drawing ink on you. And you're thinking, I hope you fucking wash that needle, mate. <laughs> and it's uh, as your skills, your tattoo grows. And the idea is, is that the tattoo is some kind of mystical thing. It's, it's seeing in you, you know, things that you don't see in yourself it's not you know the whole point is don't be what you think you are be what you know you can be kind of thing it's all of that kind of fucking new age hippie shit <laughs> so but it's it's really quite cool because it's it kind of gives you a visual representation you can view your tattoo on uh your arm obviously as as it grows you can view it in your um inventory kind of inventory screen and you can see the actual layout as you're unlocking stuff which is pretty groovy as well what i really really like and this is the stuff that's going to drag you away from the main game and it's one of the things that i've spent most of my time doing since playing far cry 3 is how you upgrade all of your equipment so you start off with next to nothing uh you only have one gun slot uh you only have a small inventory and a wall small wallet because you have a lot of money uh, for your money and you have to craft everything nothing is given to you and to craft these items you have to go out and hunt uh, there are a wide variety of animals to hunt from boars and pigs up to bears and deers and eagles or birds um, probably even sharks at some point because there are fucking sharks on that map so as you hunt you skin the animal uh, stores in your inventory and as you build up a collection it'll tell you you can now create this item whether it be a bigger wallet for more money whether it be a bigger inventory uh, uh or bigger rucksack essentially for more items or whether it be um extra harnesses for guns so you can unlock the other three weapon uh, you know your weapons are controlled via the control button up down left right um so you can add other weapon slots but there's also things like um ammo pouches grenade pouches um harnesses for flamethrower tanks it's like you're crafting everything it's a little bit ridiculous but it's a really cool way of doing it you don't just have to go and earn money and then buy the upgrade you have to go and earn it which is really quite cool and it it's as i say you once i've got unlocked the sniper rifle that was it i was going out on safari <laughs> And it's it's that that's kind of taken me away from the main game. Not to say that the main story isn't intriguing. It actually does seem quite intriguing. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because it does seem a little bit off. There's things that are a bit weird. And I wonder if they're going to actually run with that and see whether or not this is actually going to be you know, one of those mind-blowing, twisty-turny stories because I love it. So we're going to see if that happens. But... Once you get that, once you realise, actually, I can go out and I can go home for these things, all I've been spending my time doing is brilliant. Uh, 
what's quite clever is that once you've got a gun that's got crosshairs, um, like uh, obviously most assault rifles do, uh, snipers are best for it. Once you've got an enemy or an animal in your sights, it tags it. And you can see that animal no matter whereabouts on the landscape it is. It'll have a little icon above its head. So, for example, if it's a lion, because there are lions out there, um, it'll have like a, a, a set of red jaws above the animal. So that you know it's a carnivore and it'll come and kill you, but also where it is at the, on the map at any at sort of any point. Um, if they're enemies, it'll tell you what type of it is. And it's great for clearing out camps because camps are obviously uh, populated by several enemies and they do walk certain paths and they do have certain patterns. But you get more XP if you take out the whole camp without alerting a single person. So you can actually step back a bit, line up the map, and then once you've tagged them, you can actually see where they are through walls. So you can actually see their patterns, where they're, you know, which way they're looking to give you an idea of whether it's safe to go and take one out. What's also quite cool is if you want to be a real devious bastard, if you go up high further away, use your camera phone to take a photo of the camp and it'll tag everybody in it in one shot. So you can then go in and do your stuff. You've also got side missions. So there are certain missions where you have to get medical supplies so like, you, know, you know hop on this quad bike get to this point in x time to get medical supplies to this village um you've got uh, bounty missions so you know kill this bad guy and with all bounty missions you get extra xp if you kill him with a knife uh, and you've got other sort of side quests sort of do this do that fetch this fetch that which again just it's like the only the best way to describe it is fallout 3 you know how in fallout 3 You'd be on a mission, and suddenly you'd, you'd get sidetracked, and you go off in a completely different direction and discover something new. Sounds That's a little bit like Skyrim, aka yes, Skyrim with guns. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't say it's Skyrim. It's completely different. I mean, yes, it's an open world game, and it really is an open world game. And yes, it does. It does sort of not. It entices you to go out and explore. And just to go that little bit further, if I go this bit further, maybe I can find an animal that I'm after, or maybe I can find, you know, do another um, viewpoint tower. It does encourage that, and that's that's a great thing, because I think it's going to really improve the longevity of that game. I think um, in the sense that most people want to do all the side stuff first before going on to a, the actual main story, that might, you know, like Skyrim was very much like that. Um I think yes, it, it might suffer from that a bit, but if you you know you only have to do a couple of side uh, side missions, then do a main mission. And I'll say I've done two. I've done kind of the first one, and then a, a big part. Of, the next sort of mission up is like a big mission. Um, the game is for it. That the the story is it does hook you. There are um, beats in there. Some of the characters that you meet. There's this doctor, um, and you meet him quite early on. The guy is a fucking lunatic. He's absolutely brilliant. And he's, the characters really, so far anyway, seem to be quite rich in, um, uh, in you know, in, in with richly, oh, what's the best word for it? They're beefed up very well. They've got 
something about them. Um, and they really add to the whole story and to, again, your immersion in the game. So that's been, you know, so although you've got these side missions and I have had fun in going to do those and exploring because it's, you know, it is an explorer's paradise. The I think the story, if it stays like it is, is going to hook you enough to keep you just going back every so often. You know, I've done I've done my wandering for an hour and a half. I better just go do a story mission, then go back on to the wandering part. Um, the one thing I will say is, if I'm right, Far Cry Two was a pain in the ass because you had to drive everywhere. Is that correct? This is true. You'd lose your car constantly. You would be attacked at the same checkpoints. Checkpoints always respawn bad guys, and if you lost your car, you'd have to walk, and it'd take forever. Well, they've introduced fast travel. Which... The, all right, now fast travel was in Far Cry Two, but it was just at certain points where you could. Like, if you were in town, you could look at a map and say, and you had, like, certain... It was basically like bus stops. You could go to different bus stops. This is completely different. Okay. So, fast travel, travel, any of the fast travel points that you've unlocked. So, you unlock the first one when you get rescued at the beginning. That's a village that you can go to. As you unlock um, uh, story-driven... Areas and as you unlock um, a free or well, free camps up, come fast travel points. No matter where you are on the map, you can travel to one of those. Okay. So you have to be at a fast travel point to do a fast travel to another point. So you can be anywhere, which is pretty good. You, um, in regards to the spawning check or enemies with checkpoints and stuff like that, once you've cleared a camp out, you then take the villagers take over that camp. So that's then cleared out for good. Okay. Cool. I don't think there's any kind of reoccurring. You need to go back here to clear it out again. Essentially, as soon as you um, clear out the bad guys, all the guys, all the good guys who happen to be wearing blue, there's a theme running on here, I'm sure, uh, they're wearing blue, they come in, they flag changes from red to blue, and you're good. The fast uh, travel point unlocks. And if there happens to be any vendors there, they'll unlock as well. So that's quite cool. Another good thing is because it kind of focuses so much on the uh, development of your, you know, hunting for pouches for rucksacks and stuff like that, you have to worry about guns so much. Because what it does is that as you unlock observation towers or telecommunication towers, whatever they are, as you unlock those, the whole story beat is if you unlock more, we can communicate more, we can get more items as you unlock more, we'll give you better guns. And those guns will then become free no matter which vendor you're at. So the only thing you've got to worry about is buying a gun if you want a gun that you don't have or if you want to get ammunition. And that's the big problem with this game is that to start off with, you get very little in the way of ammunition. You really need to start hunting to get your ammunition clips up because... 60 bullets to hold on an assault rifle isn't enough if you get caught up in a little bit of a firefight. So that's all grievance. But that's easily resolved if you can start hunting. But yeah, it's quite cool. So if, for example, I've unlocked three towers, that's then gets, I get a message saying, you have now unlocked the sniper rifle. So I then go to a vendor and I can pick up the sniper, sniper rifle for free. Okay. It doesn't, so you don't, you can unlock add ons as well. 
and they do cost money. So if you want a, a red dot site for your assault rifle, you can do that. But the fact is, is no matter where you are, once you unlock those guns, they're there for you to take. And wherever you fast travel to, you fast travel to a little cabin in each of the camps, and you're in like your own little room. It's got an automatic vendor in the room, so you can just grab a gun and go. So that's pretty good as well. But I've been really, really impressed with it so far. It feels great. Um, driving feels like crap. I, I don't know what the driving was like in two. I can't imagine it being any better than it is in three. Mm. But the good thing is, is that you don't have to drive. Yeah. Not at the moment. Because of the fast travel points, they seem to be spaced out quite well. You would be able to hop between them and walk anywhere to go. All right, so here's a few questions for you. Because okay. I, I played a lot of Far Cry 2. I finished that game. I mean, it was okay for what it, what it did, but it was frustrating to no ends. Do are, do the guys take a lot of bullets to kill? I don't think so. I mean, the, the pirates so far have been um, a couple of bullets into the chest, and that'll take them down, hit them in the head, and they're down in one shot. Okay. Um, the other question is, do you have any allies? Because in Far Cry 2, you could actually call upon an ally to come in and help you. He was like another mercenary. I haven't experienced anything specifically like that as yet. I mean, as I say, I'm, I'm, story-wise, I'm, I'm only kind of early early doors. But um, one of the missions, or one of the, was it one of the, the first camp I had to take over, you know, this camp taking over tutorial, you were aided by other members of the resistance yeah. and though the emphasis was on stealth and i got a couple of stealth kills in as soon as the all shit started breaking loose they came in and started helping you out so i don't know if that's going to be like it for example all the time because for example another camp i took out i had to do it all on my own then the once i so i don't know i would imagine probably not as much because you've got the co-op option for that yeah, see, and the buddy that you had in Far Cry 2, like, if you, he'd only come in whenever you die. Like, if you, if you were taken over a camp or something like that and you got shot up and killed, um, he would basically drag you to safety and then revive you. And then he, he was basically like your, your guardian angel kind of thing. He'd come in and help you whenever you were almost dead. That died a couple of times, normally from animals, the fuckers. Um, cause they're the worst. They, unless you've got a sniper rifle, they, take they soak bullets like a, some kind of bullet soaking sponge um and the problem is is that some of the animals are like are quite dangerous you've got a hunt as i say there are lions about there are vicious dogs and the dogs travel in packs so there's four or five of them and you get one of them attack you you've got all of them attacking you so and they take bullets to take down so that's probably the, the worst part of that but if you once you've got a sniper rifle one shot one kill kind of thing for the animals i've seen so far there are bears there so i'm um, probably more than one shot but um it gets a little bit easier when you get some of the better weapons uh-huh. i've got there's no guardian angel saving me not as it stands at the moment again i i can't sort of comment if maybe if the story dictates it you might end up with something like that but i would assume but that's what the cart mode's for, is just you and your buddies. I know it's a separate, different type of thing, but, you know, back when Far Cry 2, this co-op stuff wasn't as big as it is now, so maybe that was a complete redesign. And the last thing I want to ask you, because um, this is what, I was a big fan of these, are the healing animations back? Mm, Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. 
assume no, it isn't. All right. After you get shot up a bunch of times or you take a lot of damage, you'll have to heal yourself by, like, conventional means. As in, like, in Far Cry 2, you could actually see yourself putting a knife into your arm and picking out a bullet or popping fingers back into place and stuff like that. Not again. There isn't. I mean, there is, uh, for example, some of the things you have, because I also did mention the... uh, flora in the game which is there's a lot of plants you collect the plants you collect those to create syringes and or to fill syringes and those syringes are healing syringes uh, combat syringes and hunting syringes they give you an edge uh, for combat and hunting and then obviously medical ones for healing um when you use a syringe you bang into your arm and you see it um if you don't have any syringes you can still heal you still have to press y to heal but if you haven't got any syringes his arm up in gauze. That's the only animation I've seen so far. Damn. No, they have some crazy ones, dude. Like, you know, like some have a rebar sticking out of his chest and he pull a rebar out. <laughs> Shit like that. It was nuts. Like, look, look up the Far Cry 2 healing animation. Some of those were crazy. I mean, like, just, just like popping your arm back into place and stuff like that was insane. I mean, my overall, Im- oh, my overall impression, you know, bearing in mind... I I don't know why it made me bought it. I think I must have read a good review or something. I don't know. Um, th- this game is a, it stands out head and shoulders about above a lot of the first person shooters I've played this year, for sure. I'm it's very just- excited. I've got it. I've got it preloaded from on Steam right now, and all I got to do is say Steam can tell me to play it, because I cannot wait. Doing it on the PC, I'd love to know what that looks like because, as I say, on the 360, it looks incredible. So I can only imagine that if you've got a nice PC rig running up, that's going to look just phenomenal. Yeah. I would certainly recommend if you are a fan of Fallout, of first-person shooters, of maybe Far Cry 2 as well. Um, yes, it's different, but I, it, it's really got me um, by the neck, and I, I've got a feeling that that's going to soak up a lot of my time in the future because it just seems so back. it's brilliant um, and uh, just a quick note I play any but I am going to have to mention this um, Walking Dead The Walking Dead Dead can go suck my fucking dick why I well, went and played through episode 3 which was you know mind fucking blown that episode three is just what the fuck? Don't, don't tell me because I haven't played it yet. I wouldn't even dream of that. Um, however, I put in episode four. Episode one played. What? I picked episode four. Takes me back to episode one. Overwrites my save. I've lost everything. Eesh. Is that I'm, on PC or console? Uh, 360. Oof. I am not happy. Um, that was going to be a very, very strong contender for my game of the year as well. That was going to be definitely up there, and I'm so angry because one, you I'm going to struggle to make exactly the same decisions because I want to make the same decisions I made in the first run through because I want to see how my game plays out. But there's, you know, some of the big ones. Yes, of course, I can choose what decisions I make. But some of the smaller ones that are held in conversations, I'm never going to remember what I bloody said. So I've lost... It's completely taken me out, and I've got to play through episodes 1, 2, and 3 again, and hope to God the save doesn't crumb out on me again. 
I'm really not happy about that. I'm Can you not start up four at all? Because it's uh, it wipes all your stats, so you can't start from four. Well, I if mean, I, uh, if I four, it takes me to episode one. I should imagine the only way you can play four is if you only have four. But I have one, two, and three. The stats have been wiped, so it automatically sticks me back at episode one, even if I select episode four. Huh. I'm not happy. I've tried starting playing that again, but I, I just feel like, you know, those games were brilliant. I was so so enjoying them, but to go through and it to get back to where I was, especially after such a fantastic episode in episode three, I don't know if I got it in me. I really don't. Ugh. Fuckers now, so I'm going to have to play at some point. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's I mean, give or take some other bits and pieces on important. That's you know, that's that's all I've paid. Um, next week is going to be uh, without shadow of a doubt. Far Cry Three. Oh. Um, also, quick note: I played Tran- um, Sonic and Race and All Stars Transformed. Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Really, yeah. really very on the site I agree with everything Ken said it's a phenomenal game and it's the best karting game I think since Mario on the um, uh, Mario on the N64 Mario Kart on the N64 so uh, you know that was the best to me that was the best Mario Kart game so um, it's brilliant but yeah next week is going to be hopefully uh, some more I will play some more Transformed uh, Sega also Transformed and um, but a majority of my time is going to be uh, Far Cry 3. I've also got a review coming for a game that I've started playing on the PS3. It's called Champion of Clans. Um, the you review. Clan, Clan of Champions. Champions, is it? Sorry. Yeah, I've already rev- I reviewed it on the PC. Okay. Well, Don't get excited. Case, in which case, I will. <laughs> because that game is the biggest pile of shit I have played all year. There so, you go. Watch, read, look from review if you really want some in-depth um, analysis, but it's shit. Avoid it. That's my incentive exactly. Oh god, awful game! I really don't. Want it. it 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 just makes me cry when I even think about that. How bad that game is. <laughs> but I'm I'm diverging. You carry on. Okay. Um, I guess we'll go on to uh, let's go with Ryan. All right. So mine will go very quick. Okay. Um, I played a little bit more, more NASCAR. My review for that should be up um, sometime early this coming week. Um, I did finish Hitman Absolution, uh, which is awesome. Uh, and if, uh, if you haven't played it yet, I would definitely recommend picking it up. It's an awesome game. Um, I talked a lot about it last week, though, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time going through it. Uh, but just really, really good. I really liked the end. Uh, I thought the story wrapped up nicely, and the uh, the epilogue was was great too. So, um, and then last but not least, something I I've got but haven't played as much as I would like um, yet is the new Omega DLC for Mass Effect. Um, I'm not even really far enough in it to uh, to talk much about it, but it seems like it's going to be really great so far. So I'm really excited. Um, as far as future fondling goes, I, uh, I'm hoping that I get Assassin's Creed 3 this week. <laughs> um, but again, that's been a hope for a while. 
Um, and I'm also really, really excited, and I'm hoping I get a review copy of it. I'm really, really excited for the new Skyrim DLC that comes out Tuesday. What's it called? Dragonborn. Dragonborn. And uh, features a brand new island, uh, the return of some stuff that was in Morrowind, including spears, hmm. and the ability to ride on the back of dragons, which is... That's all you need. Pretty freaking awesome. So, I'm pretty excited for that. And there you go. Record record setting fondling. Wow. Seems incredibly short considering how long mine was. <laughs> no, I really wanted to hear about Far Cry though, because I'm I'm super excited for that. Tuesday can't get here fast enough. It's unusual a game for you guys. Yeah, I know. That was kind of crazy because I kept seeing, like, I, I go on Reddit a lot, and I noticed Reddit, they had pictures and GIFs and stuff up. I'm like, how has all these people got this fucking game already? It hadn't even came out yet. And I was like, man, pirates are just going crazy. But yeah. then they're like, oh, no, the UK's had it for two days. I'm like, well, fuck you guys. I'll piss off. You get those games early. You start with. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll move on to Dave. All right. Uh, well, I played a whole bunch of Hitman Absolution this week, uh, but if Ryan talked about it a bunch last week, then I probably don't need to say too much more about well, feel, it. Free, feel free to give your thoughts, because I found that on that game, most people's thoughts are a little bit different. Uh, I also found it to be fantastic. I've never really played a Hitman game before, and it, I kind of got off to a rocky start with it. I started just playing it on normal, and... If you get seen, you can shoot your way out of stuff in this game. It's not like a stealth game where if somebody sees you, you're just done and you have to restart. But I wasn't I wasn't happy doing that, so I was restarting a lot of stuff. Eventually bumped it back down to easy, got used to how the systems work on that, you know, the, the disguises, when people will and won't recognize you, just kind of got a better feel for the way that game is structured. And that helped out a bunch moving forward because it's still you don't have to stealth everything but it's still one of those games that you need to play a certain way if you want a certain result if that makes you you need to get used to how the stealth works when people will see you doing what and that sort of thing uh i thought the, the characters were great it really looks great i a lot of those characters just really come alive. The voice acting is really, really yeah. good. Particularly Blake Dexter. I, Blake De Dexter might be my favorite villain of the year. Him, um, the uh, the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, I really like uh, – shit, what's his name? It's some Something – Skirky? Skirky, yeah. Uh, they were just really good, and the – the the facial animations, you know, the eye movement and stuff like that, they just they really come alive better than a, a lot of other games. Yeah. And just the sheer amount of choice that you have in how to go about your objectives is really impressive. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um from straight up walking up to somebody and shooting them in the face to putting dynamite on their car and then hitting the back of their car so the alarm goes off so that you can blow it up when they come over to check it out. It's, there's tons of that, and the challenges for each level kind of give you ideas as to all the different things you can do, 
which is nice because otherwise there is some stuff that I would have just never come across. Um, but really, if you can if you can work it out in your head, odds are you can probably do it in that game, which is really impressive. Yeah. You could play a level ten times in a row and do it ten completely different ways. Do they still have the the newspapers after a mission? No, they don't. No, it's, com- no, it's completely story driven now. It's not like Blood Money where it was just like one. Uh, I know Blood Money had a story, but it wasn't really focused on the story. So that's yeah. why you had like the notoriety and the and the newspaper system. But no, that doesn't exist anymore. It's a completely different game. Yeah, um, sure. Some people, and I think this is probably an apt comparison, but pe- I don't like the way people have been using it because they've been using it as a negative. Um, have been comparing it to like the Splinter Cell Conviction of the Hitman series, where it's a pretty radical departure from the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, though, Absolution is good enough to stand on its own. Um, so even though I loved the old Hitman games for what they were, I loved Absolution for what it was, too. I think the people who had the problems with it were the people who expected it to be just like the old games, and it's not at all. Gotcha. Are the controversial yeah. nuns in it? Yes. Uh, they are, yes. Oh, so you get to kill them again? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to have to get that then. There. There, there is absolutely no reason that you wouldn't kill them. Yeah. Yes. Damn, I kind of <laughs> wish that the uh, the newspapers were in there because I always loved at the end of the mission where I fucked up completely and just murdered everybody. It's a fucking massacre in, yeah. <laughs> in the homestead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, no, those are those are gone. It's all it's all story driven now. Gotcha. Okay. That yeah, sounds interesting. It's... And actually, it, it the is, mission that you're talking about with the the saints, who are the controversial nuns, as you referred to them, uh-huh. is probably one of the best missions in the game. Uh, it's really, really cool. Cool. Oh yeah, there's so many different ways you can you can attack that. It's it's really nuts. It, every level is essentially its own sort of small segmented open world, mm-hmm. you know, where, where you can go around and and do all of those things within. That chunk, but you never you never feel confined by anything because there's so much to do within that section of the game. Right. Okay. Um. See, I've been here for a couple of weeks. Just real quick, I played Rayman Origins on the 3DS. Go play that somewhere else that's not the 3DS if you want to play <laughs> that game. Um. I don't want to get back too far. Uh, the other thing I started working on last night was the new DLC for Borderlands 2. Ah, uh, yes. Mr. Torque's Campaign of Carnage. That's it. If, if I've got the name right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, for as funny as that game is, thus far in the DLC, that might be my favorite dialogue of the entire game. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They're, like, everything that dude says is just completely crazy and... Awesome. Was and, it, uh, is it the badass dome of badassery? The badass crater of badassitude. Yeah, badassitude, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, his Mr. Torque's uh, his lines are great. It brings back Tiny Tina, who is my favorite NPC of the main game. God, I just want to shoot her in the face. Was, oh, all the shit she said was completely crazy. I hate, yeah, but I hated her. I just hated that fucking voice. I was like, God, why can't I shoot you? <laughs> <laughs> uh it is it's it's interesting cuz it's 
it's very reminiscent of the, the second DLC for the original Borderlands was the Mad Moxie. Yeah. Which was all arena-based combat and would have been fine, except you didn't get XP for any of it, so it was terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, there are a lot of nods back to that, and a decent amount of the stuff you do in Mr. Torque is essentially, all right, we're going to lock you in this room and kill all these guys. So it's kind of similar. But you're working towards something. Exactly. Well, you're working towards a goal, and you get XP and all of this stuff. And then, Drew, I didn't play the first DLC. This one, instead of money, you have to buy things with Torque tokens. The first one introduced a new money system specific to it, too, didn't it? It kind of – it's only for whenever you're um – Doing like the boss, like the big boss stuff, like um, the end game for uh the uh, what was it even called? I can't even remember what it's called. The booty, the pirate's booty, or whatever. Uh, Captain Scarlet. Um, you at the end of that, you get to fight like a um, a big like uh raid boss basically, and it requires level fifty and. I mean, you can play through that entire game, through the entire DLC, without having to worry about any type of different currency or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, um, th- this is this is very different. Yeah, in in Torque, I mean, you still get money, and you still have the standard uh, healing and and ammo machines and all that. But there is also a third machine, the Torque machine, which sells specific Torque guns that can only be bought with Torque uh, tokens. Coin tokens, yeah, which you can either you that is what you get instead of money when you complete a quest, or they are dropped by badasses or or bosses. I'm not a big fan of torque weapons, though. I haven't bought one yet. It's all well. I mean, they're all explosive. They all use explosive rounds. Yeah, other than rocket launchers, I don't do a lot explosive. Yeah, because they're slow moving. You know, I have a I have a a fucking pistol that shoots rockets, but it's slow as shit, and people jump out of the way of it. That's just not me. Yeah, I I don't know. So so far, I'm really liking it. What level are Um, you? Thirty four. You're about where I am. Is it difficult for you? Not really. It's, it's really difficult. For me. Or, or okay, let me put it this way: Are you playing on Vault Hunter mode? No, okay. I just went back into a normal game and did it that way. Because I think once you get into Vault Hunter mode, you're automatically taking everything up a notch. You are, and holy shit! I've only played probably about maybe an hour of Torque, and I died so many times. Yeah, I mean, even in Torque on normal. It does not take you long to start running into guys who are level 50. Yeah, it, it's fucking rough. And, oh, also the other thing I did this week was finish the main game of Borderlands, which now I'm really intrigued to try out that quest that pops up after you finish the main game. So I need to find people who play it on 360. See, I didn't get that. You have to go talk to Tannis. See, I, I just restarted in Vault Hunter mode. Oh, if you go on normal and you go talk to Tannis, she basically says there's this crazy thresher, and I fucking hate the threshers, uh-huh. um, that's level 50, and it says the the name of the quest is You Will Die, and it says in the description, you really need four people if you even want to have a chance of taking this thing out. Yeah, it's it's basically like the, the raid boss at the end of uh, Pirate's Booty. 
yeah, it's like this is where you're going to get the best loot, but this is going to be hard. Yeah, you have to. I think I believe you have to use iridium to even like fight the thing. That might be the case. Also, I did not like the final boss of Borderlands Two. Uh, that was crap. It was easy. It it leans heavily on one of the things that Borderlands Two does poorly, which is multi level platforming. It is so easy in that game to kind of get stuck on something as you're trying to jump over it. That and the fact that the boss would launch you into the air and you could very easily just fall into lava and die. There there were a lot of cheap deaths in that. I didn't die once during that fight. Oh, see, I died multiple times. That that boss didn't do shit. I don't know if it glitched on me or what. He just kept reappearing in different places, but nothing happened. He, he'd like, you know, shoot shit at me but that was it i could just die out of the way of it dude it took me like 10 minutes to beat that thing oh no see i was getting flame jets i was getting where he slams his tail and like literally throws you way up in the air and if you happen to be moving at the time you will go in that direction so you can essentially you know do that fly off the map fall through everything yeah die and have to restart the whole thing over again no i i stood in one spot and killed that thing your experience was different than mine. <laughs> I actually had a worse time fighting the Leviathan, the final boss of uh, the the Captain Scarlet DLC. I'll have to check that. I've, I haven't played any of that yet. I skipped that. It's good. Uh, yeah, I've, I've played like 60 hours of Borderlands 2, and I am still perfectly happy playing more Borderlands 2. Yeah. That, right. that game has not gotten old for me for whatever reason. Uh, does anyone else? Uh, I played Professor Layton on the 3DS. If you like Professor Layton, go buy it. It's got a puzzle a day for a year, in addition to the main game. <laughs> and you know, it's more. It's. I mean, at this point, Professor Layton is what it is. If you like it, then you know what you're getting. And if you don't, then why would you even consider it? Um, that is. Oh, I played a lot of Skylanders, the original on the 3DS. Because anytime I can level things up, I just can't get away from it for whatever reason. Uh, and this week, I have to finish that Borderlands DLC. I believe I will be playing the Family Guy game for review. And something else. I think one of the new Epic Mickey games, but I'm not sure on what. And I think that's... Oh, one last thing. I got a tweet a month ago from Blue Apple Blue asking me to tell more about myself. So I'm 34. I'm married. I have a nine-year-old little girl. I'm a web developer. Uh, there you go. Long walks on the beach. Lo- yeah, long walks on the beach, hand-holding, um, Occasional male prostitution, okay. as time permits. As a buyer or a seller? <laughs> Both. Yeah, it really depends on the day. I mean, sometimes we get confused, and I'm expecting him to pay, but he has. So, uh, <laughs> so it, Dave, it really de- how about today? It really depends on how much money is in my pocket on the given day, <laughs> which side of the wall that I am on that particular day. <laughs> okay. Well, um,. I guess I'll go. Um, not much. I mean, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed 3. My review uh, should be live this week for the PC. PC version, I'd say, is the way to go. 
Um, okay, yeah, does that have the frame rate issues that the it, console versions do? I have not had a single piece of slowdown. I haven't had any frame rate issues, no screen tearing, anything like that. But I will say, this game is still glitchy, like majorly. I've had horses on roofs of buildings. <laughs> I've had NPCs fall through the ground. I, you know, Connor, like crazy things. I've I've done so many crazy things, like. I don't know, like, I'll have a guy walking around with me, and I'll get into a fight for some reason, even though I'm supposed to be incognito, and the guy will just keep walking and talking to me, and he'll just watch me, like, murder people, and then we just keep walking. <laughs> That's like, a true friend. I know. And so I was like, okay. You know, it's just, but it's a good game. That's the thing about it. And, like, I, I didn't I didn't play Revelations. I didn't finish Brotherhood. I, I got so burned out. Um, But... I don't know what it is about Assassin's Creed 3 that that has me intrigued. I think it's I think it has to do with the fact that I know a little bit about the people that's involved in it, you know. I, like I, I didn't know anything from from Assassin's Creed 2, 3, or 2 and Brotherhood. Like I I didn't know anything about Rome and stuff like that. I mean, I know a lot about American history. So Oh, so you're more familiar with the context of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, George Washington, Sam Adams, you know, Ben Franklin, stuff like that. I mean, the, you know, I, I know I've heard these people's names before. I know who they are, you know, kind of thing. And it's it's interesting, you know. I, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying it for what it is. I mean, it it is glitchy as all get out, but I mean, it's it's still fun. And they totally, it feels like Batman combat. It is so so easy to kill somebody in this game. Just one button, but still, it's very challenging at times. But um, let's see what else I play. Borderlands Two. I did play some Borderlands Two. Uh, I played Guardians of Middle Earth. Unfortunately, I cannot talk about it until Wednesday when it comes out. Um. Yeah, I can't talk about it. My kids. Oh, it's a Lord of the Rings Dota game. So, take that for what you will. Um, trying to imagine Skylanders Giants. Yeah, I fell into that bandwagon. Yeah. Um, I only played the first level of it, and from what I played, yeah, sure, I'll play that. I can yeah, I, I'm totally down for leveling up dudes and stuff like that. And I, I've already said to myself that I will buy at least one of every type of element. Just so I, I said Yeah. I said that too. Now I have twenty Skylanders somehow. Oh, Jesus. So watch out for that. <laughs> I don't know what I like I don't care. You know, I just want one of each element. That way I can go to the the sections that require that element. And I don't, I don't like the giants. Like I have that one that's a giant, and I just don't like the way they play. They're too like slow and big. Like right now, I'm playing mainly as um, Cinder. No, Cinder's one of my favorites. Um, so I've been uh, using Cinder, and uh, every once in a while, I go with Jetvac. That came with it. Um, the only other game is uh, Okami HD, which if you want to hear about that, 
listen to Phoenix Down. We will be recording uh, one this week, and hopefully it will be live uh, Friday. So you can uh, definitely listen to that. We took a week off for, for um, obviously for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So, um, and that's it. I w- I do want to mention one thing because I've actually become kind of addicted to it. Marvel Avengers Alliance. Now everybody may be saying that stupid Facebook game. Yes, that stupid Facebook game. I have been playing that game a lot. And if you're into turn-based role-playing games, I would suggest you give it a shot. Huh. I play about 10 minutes a day, usually. That's all I do. Because uh, that's pretty much all you can do. You can do a couple of fights, do a mission or something like that. But it's actually really fun. And there's a ton of Avengers. A ton. You can practically recruit anybody from the Marvel Universe. So, I mean, I, I'm actually liking it. Uh, right now I've got Iron Man. That you, you get Iron Man automatically. I have Iron Man, Black Widow, Cyclops, and Hawkeye. Those are my four guys. And then, obviously, me, because you're, you're a party member as well. And uh, you can recruit practically anybody. So, if you guys want to play it, make sure to add me so that way I can get more stuff. <laughs> What's it called again? Marvel Alliance. Hang on. I had it up there. Uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance. Okay. I mean, it's a fun little, you know, like, oh, I'm checking my computer. I can jump on Facebook and play 10 minutes of it and and play 10 minutes of it the next day. It's, it's, it's a quick little thing. But yeah, I want to say that's it. I uh, played some more Mario Sticker Star, Paper Mario Sticker Star. Um, but you know, my review's up and everything like that. And just trying to get some more of those Sticker Stars. But uh, I think that's it. As far as uh, future goes, Far Cry 3. That is <laughs> pretty much all I'm going to be playing. Well, I'm going to have to play Guardians of Middle-Earth. Obviously, because I got to review that. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. I'm I'm totally reviewing Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Oh, nice. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I've uh, I've put probably about five hours into it now. On PC or on? Isn't it coming out on iOS as well? It is coming out on iOS. I'm playing on PC. Um, it's Baldur's Gate, uh, which is a great RPG. It's it takes some time to get used to the old school feel of it. This is a very slow, methodical role playing game, and it's one of those that if you don't pause time, you are going to die. Yeah. Because holy crap, I have died a bunch of times in this, and had to reload. So, but yeah, I've um, I got a full party. Uh, I pissed off one of my party members, and he left. <laughs> So I say, what? So unsociable. No, it's not me. It was like you can't pair a chaotic evil person with a lawful good person. They get into it. They get into it and finally says, well, fuck you. I'm leaving. And then they leave. So, but yeah, that game is really good. And the amount of stuff that you can do in that game is huge. As far as the enhanced edition stuff goes, they added three new party members that you can recruit. Um, there's a whole new, like, kind of like expansion area that you can go to. And they've high-resed it for, um, for widescreen. 
television, television, widescreen uh, monitors and stuff like that. Um, and from what I understand, I think a little bit of the content from Baldur's Gate 2 is in it as well. But I'm not too sure. I haven't got far enough in there to find it. But yeah, that's um, that, that game's really good. Uh, I highly suggest it to people. If they have played Baldur's Gate before, yes, buy it. If you haven't played Baldur's Gate before and you like role-playing games, I would say check it out because it's always good to see classic role-playing games, um, especially some of Bioware's first. Um, but it, it is not for the faint of heart because that game is difficult. I mean, they totally have like dice rolls and stuff. Like, I mean, it, it is Dungeons and Dragons completely. But uh, yeah, I'm playing it for review, and I'll be playing some more of that next week as well, or this week, along with Far Cry Three. I'll try to squeeze in some Boulder's Gate from a Far Cry. Because I, I'm I, like, I already had interest in Far Cry Three. Because truth be told, as much as I quote unquote hated Far Cry Two. It did some things that I really liked, and I think if they just if they took out some of the bullshit stuff, it would have been a great game. Uh, I don't think I really don't. What say it now? I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Oh, I don't think I am either. I mean, the footage that I've seen of it, and from what I've heard people say about it, I'm really excited about it. You know. I'm not going had, to say it's Skyrim with guns, but I think I may have the same type of experience as I did with Skyrim. I had no interest in that game, and after hearing Ken and John talk about it, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I cannot wait. As, as I say, someone who had absolutely zero intention of even touching that game, and to come out and have such time in such a short space of time, I really can't, you know... You've got to be in it for the long game, and I can't wait to get that long game going. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I guess we'll jump into a little bit of news. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at news, but I will I will read off what I can. Um, let's see here. Uh, remaining Halo 4 multiplayer specializations are now available to some people. When Halo 4 launched way back in November 6, those that purchased the game's limited edition were granted access to eight multiplayer specializations. Ah, okay. Well, now those specializations are available to everybody. Enjoy. (laughs) Makes you wonder, well, why did I pay all that money for the limited edition? Because you're a sucker. That's what oh, I was, that, was that not just a pre-order bonus? That was an actual limited that, edition? That, that was a limited edition thing. Oh, nice. Um, the Ouya dev consoles start shipping on uh, December 28th. Yeah, the next generation. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Last generations. I'm sure um, that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are worried about that. Shaking They're terrified. The yeah. Oh man, that Ouya! Terrified of the Ouya! I don't know. Did any? I, no, there was nobody here that was had any any interest in it, did were there? No, no, and not really. Even if it's a complete disaster, wise they've already made their money. 
Oh yeah. Because it's the suckers who paid for it that are already, you know, that's their money's. Yeah. But at least, at least, it's actually looking like it's going to exist as opposed to being some sort of vaporware. This is true. I think if they didn't so, bring something out, somebody was going to be pissed. Well, a lot of people would be pissed. I, I, I'm saying, yeah. as far as taking legal action. But that's well. I mean, that's that's the issue with Kickstarter is the way that is set up, at least at the moment, leaves you without legal recourse. Yeah, you don't have recourse. Yeah, you're donating money. There is no promise of anything it's implied and that's the hope but it's not like going to the store and paying money for something and then not getting it dead or alive 5 plus is coming to the vita in early 2013 i'm sure uh, ken will be playing that um what would you say john boobies Oh yeah, boobies on your uh, on your Vita. Why not? Finally, portable boobies. Yes, <laughs> to go. Cool. <laughs> it's like porn on your phone. Oh, that was a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's something that's been sparking a little bit of uh, controversy. Bioshock Infinite had its box art revealed, and for some odd reason, people are crying about it. Yeah. I- because so it that's... has a guy on the front of it. Who gives it a, a shit? Lot like, it looks kind of. It kind of reminds me of the first Uncharted, Uncharted box art. It looks exactly like Uncharted, except he's facing the camera instead of yeah. away from you. But I mean, but I don't understand why there's a controversy around it. it just because people are saying, "Why are you showing the main character when it's the first player game?" And you know, it's like I don't know. It's stupid. Halo's Halo's a first-person shooter, and that main character gets shown off all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Yep. They said you don't show off the world and and the things that you do. It's, it's a fucking box cover. <laughs> yeah, pe- people. Some people are stupid, man. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people are stupid <laughs> because it's the top story on N4G right now. Okay, there's a lot of stupid people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ninja Gaiden coming to the 3DS eShop next week. Uh, Ubisoft Uplay app is now on the Wii U. Anybody got it? What? Nope. I think that's European. Is that just for European? I'm not for sure, but I do know that... (laughs) Did you... Oh, um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's uh, It's funny because as soon as he said, I, I do know that, and then it cut off. Yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's a community for it on the uh, European section of the communities of Miiverse. Gotcha. But I don't remember seeing a American um, community for it, so I'm, I, w- I was assuming that it was a... Uh, a UK release. Well, don't look at me. I've got absolutely no idea. No. Are you picking up the Wii U? No. Okay. <laughs> I do u- I use the Uplay stuff, though. Yeah, I actually, um, in the amazingly, Far Cry's got some stuff for Uplay, and... Uh, one of them's a theme for the Xbox. The other is uh, a mission, which is pretty cool. 
and then there's a weapon as well. So as you unlock your points, you can spend them on stuff that you might actually use. Yeah, there's some stuff in Assassin's Creed 3 as well. Um, unfortunately, I have to use Uplay because the review copy I got of, of Assassin's Creed 3 forced me to download it from Uplay, and that's the only way I can launch the game. So I'm earning Uplay whether I want to or not. No, that's not a bad thing in all honesty. No, it, it's it's launched fine, and the service seems totally reasonable and, and acts exactly like Steam. But, you know, it's I was just like, man, why can't I just get a Steam code? Because, you know, I've already got Steam. All my games are there. But it's okay. And I'm sure I'll probably link Far Cry 3 with Uplay as well. Let's see. The Walking Dead Assault comes to iOS. So if you're into The Walking Dead and you have an iPhone, get ready to kill some dudes. And by dudes, I mean zombies. Yeah. Let's see here. Tomb Raider's going to be scored by the Dead Space composer. Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD coming to the Vita on December 18th. Never played that game. That's one of those games I wanted to do for Phoenix Down. I've got it on the PlayStation 3. I, I started it. I haven't finished it. But um seems odd, but seems odd in a good way. Yeah. Hmm. Humble Bundle has made over $2 million. The THQ Humble Bundle has made that much money. How much? $2 million. Nice. That's crazy. Let's it's see. actually 3.1 right now. It says 3.1? Yep. That's. I just pulled up the page. I don't know if maybe that made two million for THQ, but the total payments are over three million. Oh, well, I'm saying here, unless somebody's lying to me. In just over 24 hours, the humble THQ bundle has brought in two million three hundred and eighty-six thousand seven hundred and ninety, no, no, forty-nine, and rapidly counting dollars. Well, that's probably right because it's been going for about two days now. Yeah. So that was the first day. Um, sorry, guys that live in Germany, you are not getting Dead Island Riptide. Why are they not getting Dead Island Riptide? Because it's violent. Well, <laughs> I don't did they know. get? Did they get the first one? I have no idea. I have no idea. I got to assume the answer to that would be no. Yeah. You think normally it's the Australians that get a bum deal when it comes to the certification? Yes, it was not released in Germany. So there you go. Uh, Sony files a patent for a transforming move slash dual shock controller. Oh Jesus! So we can Ugly. now, yeah, we can now plug in our move controllers into our dual dual shock controllers and play that way. Yeah. Why? Uh, Nintendo Power has released their final issue and did an homage to its first issue. Kind of sad. I, um, it's, it's all gone. This is true. 
I mean, I read the, Nintendo uh, Power. Yeah, I read Nintendo Power way back in the NES days and the Super Nintendo days, but I haven't. I mean, I haven't read it in probably 20 years. Well, this oh. is true. Yeah, I had stacks and stacks of them, and honestly, the first time we talked about them closing up, my first reaction was, that magazine's still around? Yeah, that's what I said, too. But, I mean, I still have some of my old ones. I know I got one with King Griffey Jr.'s baseball on it. Yeah. Oh, that was the best damn baseball game. It was. It was. It was, <laughs> it was, one, it was one of the best baseball games that's ever been made. fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, let's see here. The Microsoft Surface Pro launching in January, starting to get a decently priced eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. They Not are really. completely insane. Yeah, that's stupid. Hmm. You're not you're not gonna get ahead of Apple in that market by overpricing them. Right. Yeah. You got 64 gigabyte Surface Pro will cost 899, while a 128 gigabyte Twin will go for 999 US dollars. Cue the giant enemy crab. Get yourself a second job to afford it. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, Let's see here. Game now selling Steam vouchers in the UK. John, you know about that? Um, hey, thanks. <laughs> Didn't um, did, I thought Game went under? Nearly went under. They got bought out by another group, and um, seems like they're okay for the time being. Um, yeah, they they have now, as of this weekend, started selling Steam wallet codes, which is pretty cool. You know, they they're really getting into. Uh, downloadable stuff, so Microsoft points, uh, network cards, and now Steam wallets, to the point where a lot of the time, they will actually, when you trade in games, if you're going to buy something that's digital, like a digital purchase, i.e. points, subscriptions, and and things like the the, the Steam wallets, they'll give you 33% extra on the trading. Wow. Interesting. Huh. Which games I do that around here? Let's see here, uh, Rage, that old, not really old, but I mean that old uh, It game, is uh, getting some DLC pretty soon, called The Scorchers. Yeah, it's, um, this game's got to be over way over a year old. Yeah, that game's probably about two years old now. Rage, really? I believe. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I guess they're trying to get people to buy Rage again? Uh, it came out in October of 2011, so it's only a year old. Hmm. But uh, let's see here. So there's been some controversy, especially I've been reading on Reddit. Daisy. Apparently, there's a lot going on with the whole. There's the game delay and stuff like that, and people are claiming that they want um, their money back because they basically bought a beta. And um, they're now saying that we're not going to give uh, refunds. What happens is is that you get blacklisted to where you, when the full game comes out, you won't be able to buy it from them at least whenever you ask for a refund. And um, 
there's been so many people out there, like especially on Reddit, talking about it and saying, like, oh, I did get my refund, and here's the proof, and stuff like that. I don't know, because apparently DayZ is supposed to be coming out, like, standalone, where it's not with Arma 2. I know nothing about it. I'm just reading what I what I saw. Let's see here. It uh, looks like uh, Guillermo del Toro's Insane may actually be being made, even after THU dropped it. I wonder if it's still going to be a trilogy. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's being picked. I mean, like, get released. Yeah. Yes, my game is coming out. There's going to be three of them. When's the first one coming out? Four years from now. Four years. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. I'm looking and I don't see anything. Uh, petition for a PC port of Grand Theft Auto 5 when it releases. No. Yep. Well, didn't they? And Max Payne, they just didn't do Red Dead. Red Dead for some odd reason. And they have not announced a PC version for Grand Theft Auto 5 yet. They have not. And that's what everybody's up in arms about because that game would, that game would be pretty awesome with some pretty cool mods. Well, the mod community did a lot of work on Grand Theft Auto 4, so... Yeah. God, imagine what they could have done with Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Black Ops 2 beats out Halo 4 on Xbox Live. Wow. It's multi-platform, isn't it? So it's going to probably do slightly better, at least. Yeah, but this is on Xbox Live. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, oh, shit, didn't even listen to that, yeah, fuck. Um, um, Halo 4 is getting the Crimson Map Pack Extraction Mode, going to be coming December 10th, so that's pretty soon. Some more uh, stuff for the Halo guys, I need to jump back into that game, actually. I have yet to finish the story. Uh, Brink Developers. Coming out with a new PC multiplayer shooter called Dirty Bomb. Hope it's better than Brink. <laughs> How you crush my souls with that. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh. survey pops up the question of co-op and series future. Would you guys be down for some Assassin's Creed co-op? For sure. Yeah, I'm sure that... But only, be... only if it wasn't at the expense of the story. Yeah. So, so like it a separate mode? To, yeah, or it needs to dovetail well into the story. Uh, but that usually is tough to do. So uh, I think separate co-op mode, similar to the way they have um, uh, the multiplayer setup, where it's kind of outside the story, would probably work really well. Yeah. Which they kind of have that in Assassin's Creed 3. It's called Wolfpack. And you and uh, some friends can actually take on like these assassination missions and stuff together. It's actually mm-hmm. really cool. Nice. I, I enjoy what I played over on the PC. Unfortunately, I couldn't find that many people to play it with me. Not, I mean, 
I think there's a lot of people playing on the PC, but I just couldn't find anybody playing that mode for some reason. But luckily, you can do it. You can even play it, I think, by yourself. Um, it just it like it scales to how many people you have with you. Um, that's pretty much it for news and stuff like that. Unless anybody else got anything else. I can't think of it. I no, can't think, I can't of, think anything. of anything. No. The biggest thing everybody's complaining about is freaking Bioshock Infinite's box cover. Just so ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to check out the uh, the tweets here. It's going to be kind of rough doing because I have... Ah, oh, crap. I clicked on the wrong thing. I don't have the login for N4G. Uh, Professional, professionalism for our uh, show just keeps going up and up and up. I know it. This is, what happens. this is what happens when I host the show, guys. Six, uh, six years in and counting, and... We still can't even get the Twitter part right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what I got. Unfortunately, we got um, Blue Apple Blue said, uh, I'm really sad that there is no show today. What did you guys buy on Black Friday? Well, nothing. There is a show. Oh, uh, that's been last week. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Um, I didn't buy anything, to be honest with you. I bought Skylanders. Yeah, I bought, uh, I went to Best Buy because they were doing the, the original Skylanders for three bucks each, but they only had one of them that I didn't have. But I did pick up the Dead Island Game of the Year edition for eight bucks, which I was pretty happy about. Did you get it on 360? Yep. Cool. You may have to play some co-op. I love that game. Definitely, yeah, because I... I've always wanted to get into that game, and it was just kind of one of those, I don't have time for it, so I'll just wait until the price goes down, and eight bucks was the right price. That sounds perfect. I put 40-something <clears throat> hours into that game. Um, a pair of headphones. A pair of headphones. That's a game-related, but you know, hey. Yes, yeah, true. Bar- I got something for Cyber Monday. What'd you get on Cyber Monday? Uh, Amazon had a sale, and I uh, ordered um, binary domain for seventeen dollars. That's not bad. I uh, received it, but I have yet to play it. Gotcha. I hear that game is actually really good. I've got it on PC. Yeah, that's that's why I keep hearing too. Oh, let's see here, Creed and Raid. Says, uh, why are the bias sites like IGN claiming Wii U failed to sell over Thanksgiving? They sold all of their stock that weekend. Says, yeah, Xbox 360 sold more that weekend, but I'm pretty sure if there if there were more Wii U's in stores, they would have sold better. The real test will be how well they sell in the months after February. Sony will most likely be out after next gen. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I'm having enough trouble even predicting what's going to happen with these next consoles. I don't even want to think about the generation after that. Yeah. God, yeah. Um, I've got to think, you've got to think Sony's got to come up with something because if they go head-to-head with the Xbox, they're going to lose. Oh, more than likely, yeah. I mean, they, they need to do some massive... Uh, 
if, if in order for Sony to succeed in this next generation that's coming up next year, they are going to have to have big improvements to their PlayStation network. They're going to have to have more exclusive content, more exclusive games and things like that. And well, I think with the, the, they've got this momentum running now with the PlayStation Plus, which to me is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. They've got to build, they've got to build on what they've got already. You know, they can't charge for live, uh, or do a version of live. They can't charge for online gaming. They've got to keep that kind of quality, um, product up because that's how you're going to get people to follow you through to the next generation. You've got to, those sort of services have got to bring them along. Um, you know, this deal with Gaikai that's meant to, uh, possibly provide backwards compatible support for streaming games. Stuff like that's got to come up, and it's got to be something special. And we'll have to wait and see what they do. But coming up console against console on the 360 is gonna—they're gonna struggle. Yeah. If they think to really, you know, stand out and make it a viable option for the 360, because they have more marketing dollars behind it. That's for sure. This is true. Well, and Sony kind of lacks a – they lack a face. You know what I mean? Uncharted has run its course. God of War is getting kind of old. They, they don't have a definable, this is the thing that we have, like Microsoft has with the Halo franchise, like Nintendo has with the Mario and Zeldas. And Sony's just kind of, at this point, here's another place that you can play the stuff that you can probably play somewhere else. Well, and the 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 overall line has been that next generation the consoles will be much more similar to each other. So, um, the more similar the consoles are, the less there is obviously to set them apart from a sales standpoint. So, I don't know. I I just can't see moving into the generation after this with three primary players in anymore. But I don't know who survives and who doesn't. Do do you think it's possible that only only one of the two, Microsoft or Sony, will come out in 2013 and the other one in 2014? Because I just really can't see two systems that will probably be at least 400 bucks, maybe starting, or maybe between four to 500. Like two of them coming out like within the same month time window without cannibalizing each other. I think that's exactly what they want. Well, I think that's what they want. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen because everything I've read has been pretty clear that Microsoft is ready to launch in December of 2013 or November of 2013, but that Sony might not be. Now, I'm sure that Microsoft would love that, but Sony can't afford to be behind another year. So no. it would not surprise me at all if they both launch next year. Yeah, they've they've already seen the advantage that you get when you come out first, and neither right. one of them is going to let that happen right. to them. And that's right. why they'll, they'll release it in the exact same, probably the same within a month of each other, if not the same fucking day. I wouldn't put it past them to launch on the same day. But, I mean, do you think sales for both of them could actually be any good? No, they'll certainly be impacted, for sure. Yeah. 
I think that's what they want. They want to say either you get us or you get Microsoft. Or either you get Microsoft or you get fucking Sony. And, and you know, it's it's it sucks for us, but for them, I think it's the best way for them to go. Yeah, they, they want, they you have want to choose. the consumer to make a choice, not, not to own both, because they want them locked into buying third parties on their console. Yeah. The thing is, if they both if they both come out um, next holiday season, I would really like to see a return to the old mud slinging um, commercials like Genesis does, what Nintendo don't. Yeah. Can they do that stuff anymore, though? I mean, can't sure. can't can, I mean? But well, I mean, but sometimes they they say you can't mention another product, right? No, but they do it all the time. I mean, look at the Coke and Pepsi commercials where the the Coke driver or whatever gets caught secretly buying Pepsi, and stuff still happens. All this the is time. true, but you never see Microsoft, you know, poking a jab at Sony. Yes, Microsoft are clever enough to sort of play like you know, we play it like adults. We don't need to slag off the the opposition. Will our products? do all of the talking for us so they've got the product to back it up and they have faith in that they're, they'll yes it's, it'll be a, it'll be a battle of the marketing campaigns at that point it'll be you know who's got the biggest buck to spend on primetime tv and microsoft have i mean <laughs> no, it's the well truth. and and there's a lot to lose coming out that close to each other i really you know Console launches in general aren't that great. The people buying the first run of things are, you know, folks like us who have that gadget lust who will buy it just because it's new. When you're releasing that close to something else, yeah, I can go out and buy a console for 500 bucks. Going out and buying two consoles for a thousand bucks in the same month, that's a different story. Yeah. So you're, you're really forcing consumers to make a choice right up front of I'm going in this direction or I'm going in this direction. So there's definitely a possibility that there's a very pronounced loser right at the beginning based on that. Yeah, it, yep. it's, it's definitely going to be um, a dog-eat-dog world, you know, next year when it, if both systems come out before Christmas. And then you also have to consider you want to buy a, an extra game or an extra controller with each, you know, new system that you buy. So if, you know, so, some of us who, you know, you know, are, you know, pretty financially, you know, uh, stable, I mean, buy two systems that cost 500 bucks each and then an extra game and a controller or accessory each, that's going to be like, Thirteen, thirteen and a half hundred dollars, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're talking a lot of money as opposed to, all right, I got to pick one of these two things, and the other one I'll probably pick up on down the line. Um, the one thing that you won't see is the kind of artificial restriction that you saw with the Wii, because both of them are going to be pushing on the idea of if. I go out to buy a 360 and it's not there. I'm do I leave PS4, without something yeah. or do I get a PS4 while I'm there? Yeah. You know, so they're, they are both going to be pushing as many of these things into the retail pipeline as they possibly can 
trying to capitalize on shortages the other one has. But that's see the same issue that you had when the original 360 launched where if you didn't pre-order you didn't get a console for two or three months because they're not going to want you to have to choose out of necessity so you'll find that there'll be plenty of stock going around they won't try and make think that there isn't but i I think they'll be because they're not going to want you to go oh i wanted the 360 it's not in oh but look here's the other one so it's It'll certainly be interesting. That's if they both decide to launch around the same sort of time. It's still, I, I still think it would be suicide for Sony to do it. But you, you know, Dave's absolutely right. It's going to be suicide for them to leave it too long after either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really damned if they do, damned if they don't. At this point, unless they come out first. No. Yeah, if they could come out three months before the three sixty, I think that they'd have a chance. Yeah. If, yeah. if they can do that and expand out plus a lot and really make that a great value offering right off the start, well, I think for, they've specifically already, for the new console? With the Vita, you know, now the Vita's included. I mean, the list of games, I mean, next month's, oh, sorry, this month, because we're in December now, shit. This month is Mortal Kombat, um, a PS Vita game, Mortal Kombat, brilliant, along with another two Mortal um, PS Vita games, along with their... Th- counterparts. They seem to be trying to do the cross-play thing and getting games that will do both. Um, it's certainly a, a definite step forward if, in them progressing that service and making it even better value for money. So, you know, if they can build on that, have something that costs the same as an Xbox subscription does, but gives you so, so much more, that could help. Well, and, and especially if that's backwards compatible, if you launch and you say, all right, this is $500, it comes with three months of PlayStation Plus, and look at all this shit that's already included. You can right. theoretically buy this console without a game and have all of this. Yeah, it's PS3 stuff, but the early PS4 stuff isn't going to look that much better than late PS3 stuff. You know, yeah. if I'm spending 500 bucks, but I get Infamous 2 and Darksiders and, you know, whatever is on there at the time, then that's that's a good way to leverage something they already have. You give me 20 bucks of PlayStation Plus, you know, for the three months, and that, that could be a, a very nice differentiator right at the beginning. Oh, here's, here's, here's a good question, and you brought it up. Will the, the, the next Xbox and will the next PlayStation be backwards compatible with the older generation? I think they almost have to be. I think the expectation level now is backwards compatibility. I mean, look at how many people freaked out when they took backwards compatibility away from the last, uh, uh, at least full backwards compatibility away from the PlayStation. Um, and how much those 60, original 60 gig consoles with the PlayStation 2 hardware inside them still sell for. Yeah. I'm so, so pissed off that mine died. God. Still have mine. Truly. Uh, I truly, um, with the PlayStation 4, no, they'll use Gaikai a way around that, so they won't have actually have backwards compatibility in that way, in the way that we think, it'll have it in a different way, but I think the Xbox 360 has to have it, yeah. it has to, because there's so many games out there, the, the console's gone, the generation's gone on so long, the amount of investment people's got, you know, people have got rows and rows and rows and rows these games and you know i think it's it's a hard sell if they turn around and say oh you know never gonna work right. so i think xbox has that playstation will have it but not in the same way i think they'll use stream 
for that. And part of maybe the PlayStation Plus service, I don't know. Right. Yeah, but now, and then all this stuff about the, the advantage that PlayStation Plus could bring if they package games along with it and all that stuff, all that assumes that Xbox doesn't evolve Xbox Live to include a lot of the stuff that PlayStation Plus includes. Taking something secret away from what Sony have done. I mean, right. how if they turn around and said, your Xbox Live is still going to cost you this month, you're still going to need it if you want to play online or download apps, but if you do get it, we'll throw in a games on demand game every month for free, or, you know, right. while you've got it. It's no, I mean, I've done people that would maybe... It's not like they lock, couldn't do that. They, yeah, they, 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 could, they could do it. They, they could. R- right now at this point, I don't think they feel like they need to. Yeah, yeah sure. Know, Sony is playing from a defensive position of, we need to do this to get people to subscribe to this thing. Microsoft's sitting on top and saying... You know, what you get out of our $50 service, a vastly superior online experience for multiplayer, that is a good enough value proposition that you will buy. You know, Sony is just desperately trying to get people into that if they are able to beef up their infrastructure to make you want to play Call of Duty and all that stuff on the PS3, then Microsoft might have to respond. But, I mean, for right now, they have a much better online experience so they they can afford to essentially charge a premium for it and it's also going to be interesting in the run-up to the 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 announcements of these consoles because how much are they actually going to give out how much are they going to keep away from their competitor you know how, yeah what are going to say lead up oh we've got a new console coming out but you're going to have to guess because we're not going to tell you because we didn't and it's like are they going to try and say well this is what it looks like this is what a game looks like on it, but for all the other stuff, it's going to be drip-fed out because we don't want Microsoft knowing what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be interesting, but infuriating. Yeah. I'm curious. I, you know, the truth be told, the, the biggest thing I want to know is what the fuck are they going to call the next Xbox? Because I'm supposed to just say in the next Xbox. The everybody's, next- everybody's saying the 720, and I guarantee it's not going to be the 720. From what all the reports seem to be saying, they're going to do an Apple and it's just going to be called Xbox, which is fair enough because no one really calls the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 is either Xbox or, or 360. Or 360. But, yeah, so, but with 60, so I think Xbox will... With how much brand confusion the Wii U has created, though, being basically the same name, I mean, can they... Are, are they willing yeah. to run that risk? You take every Xbox off sale. So the only Xbox, if someone goes into the store, I want an Xbox, that's the one they're going to get. That you take The reason why the Wii's got an issue is because it's about to launch Wii Slim. Right. And it's, yeah, they just released another fucking Wii. The, uh, the, 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 the problem yep. is they've got, it's all about brand equity and they have. Uh, Xbox has done a great job of, or Microsoft has done a great job of creating brand equity for both Xbox and for 360, for both of those names. So they got to decide what they want to hold on to. Yeah. It's definitely going to be an interesting E3, to say the least. I uh, I can't wait for next year. I just want to see what's going to happen. This is that, really that's excited the exciting the time. this year to see the reveals that are going to be on the VGAs this year, and I've never been excited for the VGAs. When's that supposed to happen? The 7th, okay. Friday. 
Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure we'll get some more gameplay of Bioshock Infinite. Uh, they've already said that, um, what did they say, Infinite's going to be there, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, oh, man. Uh, more Last of Us, um, which the Last of Us reveal last year was awesome. Um, so yeah. more Last of Us. The um, Jeff Keighley's been teasing an old school uh, game revival that's going to be really or that's going to be debuted. Um, and the big rumor is that uh, Bungie's new project, which is called Destiny, is uh, is going to be revealed uh, as well. Has anybody seen the concept art for that game? I have. No. Oh, it looks freaking awesome. It's like the uh, the art piece that I, that I uh, used as my uh, wallpaper for a few days looked like a looked like a snowy battlefield, and um, it looked like there was a like a tank tank in the background that was kind of like a, like a spider, kind of like a spider mech tank, mm-hmm. like a robot. And these dudes walking in the snow with these really cool, like, capes. They look like they're, like, a mixture of, like, a futuristic, kind of like a futuristic um, sci-fi uniform. Mm -hmm. Like, intermixed with the past. Like... Fantasy. Like a fantasy, like swords and sorcery kind of look to them. So it... Like aesthetically, it looks like old school fantasy meets science fiction, like mashup in terms of the artwork. Which is awesome. Yeah, it looks. Which is kind of what Star Wars was, honestly. Yeah. 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 It's 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 kind it's kind of kind of interesting if they can if they can uh if they if they can do the artwork justice, which I I have no doubt that they will. Uh, it's it, it's going to be a pretty cool looking game. I'm uh I'm curious because you mentioned The Last of Us. Do you think they'll push Last of Us to PS4? Uh, I don't think so. No. You don't think so? No. I don't think so either. So when the hell are they going to release this damn game? Because if they release it, you know, they're in the fall. They're going to be competing with the PS4. Yeah, but I mean, you I, know they're not going to release it in the it, summer. If they release it in August or September, they they still have enough time probably to get some good sales out of it. I mean, the bulk of the sales in a game come in the first month and a half anyway, so Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I I mean, releasing such a big game right at the theoretical end of a console's life cycle with something new right behind it does seem kind of seems kind of like you're hedging your bets almost. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not going to be a a multiplayer eccentric game. It's obviously going to be much more of a campaign, like a single player campaign setting. So I think that they feel that they can release it just about you know a couple months before their new hardware, and it will still be uh, profitable because of the fact that it's a uh, it's centered around a single player experience, whereas if it was the new Halo or a new Gears of War, they definitely would not 
release it then. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is it's going to be a very interesting year. Yes. But um, before that, we got to start thinking about our games of the year. Yep. And I have no idea, which I have not played Far Cry 3 yet, and from what I understand, that could possibly be the game of the year. So I think, starting to, I think my top three have started to take shape. Yeah. You know, I have no clue. This year has been one of those years where a lot of stuff's come out that I've enjoyed, but nothing has been holy crap for me. Yeah. I haven't had a Skyrim, or in, in my case, Dead Island, you know, come out this year. Yeah, it's like we've had a lot of great games like so many that we can't really even we can't even play half of what we want to that we want to play and it's like it's like almost every week there's a new fantastic game that's coming out and it just it it, it, it at times it almost seems like it's um like numbing in terms of just how, like the frequency of how many great games are coming out so with me though, what's kind of funny is that I haven't really played that many big games this year. All all the games of, that I've played in 2012 have been uh, niche titles and portable titles. So I'm definitely going to have to look at all the games I've been playing to see what I would consider game of the year. So. I think my game of the year would be much different than a lot of people's. <laughs> yeah, and and so and uh, what's funny, and not to spoil what order it will be in, so I'll just say one of my top three um, wasn't even originally released this year, which kind of gives it away for some people. But hmm. But the console version came out this year, so I know which one you're talking about. Wait. So I can I consider that to be a this year release. Was it no one's going to change my mind. Was it? Was it? Was that this year or was that that last year? If I if I'm thinking about the right game, I don't know if you're thinking of the right game. Are you thinking about a role playing game? Yes. Okay, I know what you're thinking about, but I thought that was last year. No, nope, it came out early this year. Okay, all right. What I'm thinking about. I know what you're thinking about. I own it. <laughs> it, it same thing is, I'm kind of in the same boat that um, Ryan's in. One of my favorite games uh, that I've played this year is a remake, but it's a uh, opposite. the The portable version came up came out this year. I know which one you're talking about. You do? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> it's I, I've, I've said it's one of the best games I've ever played. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll just say that I'm talking about Persona Four. If nobody's play, if you if you're thinking about playing Persona Four, play Persona Four. Period. Yep. That's well, good. since you revealed yours, I'll just say mine was The Witcher Two. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sweet. I, I still yes. I picked that up on 360 a while ago, and I think that's going to be my uh, my company shuts down between Christmas and New Year's, and my wife is still working. So I think The Witcher 2 might be what I lose myself in for that week. It's such an amazing game. It is. I got it on PC. But anyway, I think we're going to get out of here. Um, Gambus, 
do you have your uh, shout outs? Let's see here. Yes, I do. <clears throat> I'll give a shout out to the Front Towards Gamer Radio podcast. A shout out to the Red Sun Gamer podcast. And shout out to the Phoenix Down podcast. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And, uh, yeah, that's um, pretty much it. If you guys would, I mean, by listening, if you haven't left us an iTunes review, give us an iTunes review. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us out. Um, and uh, like uh, Jason said, check out the Phoenix Down show. Uh, you may like it. We're doing Okami right now. We're about halfway through that game. And uh, we don't really know what game we're going to do next, but uh, we will definitely figure it out. And if you have any suggestions on games, uh, please let us know. You can follow us all on Twitter and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we're going to be out of here. So, Jason, if you would be so kind. All right. And it goes something like this.